Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 121 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Louise Aiken. Louise is the CEO of the Arkina Foundation, New Zealand's principal intermediary for social enterprise. Following the Social Enterprise World Forum in 2017, hosted in Christchurch, New Zealand, Arkina has been appointed the strategic partner to the New Zealand government to further establish the social enterprise sector and to help transform the New Zealand economy by harnessing the power of enterprise for positive and environmental impact. A strong advocate for social responsibility and impact, Louise leads a talented and passionate team of social enterprise and impact investment experts, providing support, capability and thought leadership, both across New Zealand and internationally. Louise joined Arkina in 2016 following a successful corporate career, which included the management of New Zealand's largest corporate social responsibility program. Louise currently sits on the board of the Impact Enterprise Fund, which is New Zealand's first impact investment fund, and has been recently appointed to the National Advisory Board for Impact Investing Network, ITRO New Zealand. Louise is also on the advisory board for Misprint Co. and is Wellington-based. So, on today's podcast, we'll discuss Louise's insights on key movements in New Zealand's social enterprise sector. We'll get Louise's thoughts and perspective on what the future holds for social enterprise in Aotearoa, New Zealand. And we'll hear what Louise believes can be done to create stronger opportunities for positive social change. So, Louise, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Tom. It's really great to connect and, and, and be able to talk about all those fabulous subjects that you've just raised. Oh, absolutely. And there's been a lot of really exciting movement on the ground in New Zealand of late, including a, a forum and, and some really exciting announcements. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. So to start things off, could you please share a little bit about your background, Louise, and, and what led you to working in the social enterprise sector? Yeah, certainly. So I, I came uh, to Arkina from New Zealand's largest company. It was a company called Fonterra that may be uh, familiar to some of your uh, Australian and New Zealand listeners. Uh, New Zealand's largest company. I was with them for 12 years and I did a, a lot of things with them, uh, including selling a lot of, of whole milk powder, which is all good. Um, yeah. But my last job with them was running their, uh, their corporate social responsibility program. So a program called Fonterra Milk for Schools and one called Kickstart Breakfast. And that really got me into the, the the social space as such, and I, I saw the value and the impact that was being delivered by those pro, uh, by those programs, and also saw it in the context of a, a corporate entity, mm. uh, and the fact that there was a, a huge amount of amazing stuff that was being done by these programs, and it led me to think, you know, is that a model that um, you know, is is right for delivering impact, uh, and you know how can you get the the great decision making that was within programs like that, and the connection to the communities, uh, into everyday decision making across a business, uh, 
uh, you know, a large corporate like Fonterra or, you know, small to medium-sized businesses who, who are really at the heart of, of any economy. Yep. And that led me to Akina, uh, got me interested in the in the, the model of social enterprise. And I was very lucky in 2016 to be able to not only move home to Wellington, uh, but also to, to join the very talented Akina team and, and bring a different set of skills into the organisation. Um, you know, and really from a from a corporate lens, um, really having an understanding of, of what um, opportunities there are to deliver impact through traditional business. Mm, fantastic background and it surely would give you a lot of strengths to be working in your current role. So in 2017, Louise, New Zealand hosted the Social Enterprise World Forum in Christchurch and the Arkina Foundation, as I mentioned before, played a lead role in the organisation of that event. So what do you believe were the key outcomes for New Zealand having hosted the Social Enterprise World Forum and what legacy did it leave um, now that you have a bit of perspective, you know, with it, a year or so having passed? Yeah, that's a great question. It was a real milestone in the the development, the ongoing development of the social enterprise sector in New Zealand. Uh, social enterprise, really, as uh, as a way of doing business, is nothing new to to the New Zealand economy. Uh, we've got uh, you know examples of social enterprises that have been uh, um, you know in the marketplace for over a hundred years, and and many before that. If you if you look at uh, traditional. Uh, indigenous enterprise uh, yeah. through um, the, the First Nation of New Zealand, uh, you know, uh, and particularly Māori iwi. So the, the Māori tribes were trading both domestically and uh, internationally for, for centuries. Yeah. And um, at the heart of that was social and environmental impact. Uh, and so, but what we were able to do at the World Forum is is bring together uh, you know that that organic sector, the sector that has developed, um, you know, over the over the many years, and and have a conversation about what what is the opportunity for social enterprise in New Zealand. What can we learn from our colleagues and friends and um, and and other people in other countries who have been doing you know really amazing stuff? But also, what can we contribute? Mm. We are a unique country, um, just not only given our size and location but also our cultural context. Yeah. So we have real strength in that. And I think that one of the significant legacies of the Social Enterprise World Forum being hosted in Christchurch in 2017 was a confidence that we have a story to tell, that we have the ability to contribute strongly in the growing global enterprise sector globally. Uh, and we also have a really great opportunity to learn from lots of different organisations doing amazing things right across our, our country. And that was really fun for us. It was the first time we were able to pull together very diverse groups uh, that was not only entrepreneurs and social enterprises, but also community enterprises, the philanthropic sector, our government were there in force. Uh, we had significant contribution from Māori entrepreneurs, uh, as well as the charity sector. So that was fantastic for us to have Big, you know, at times difficult, hard conversations, yeah. but it also led us to actually create a, a, a network, create a, a tribe uh, where people can continue, have continued to have those conversations uh, in, in the, the year that's gone by. So that I think was the milestone for us, was creating uh, an ongoing conversation that you need a bit of a 
come together moment, which was what a social enterprise world forum uh, was for us in Christchurch. Mm, fantastic. I mean, you, you mentioned some of the ways that New Zealand is really unique in the way that it approaches social enterprise and, and certainly with a really rich Maori iwi um, culture behind you and, and the size of the country as well. Is there any anything else that you believe really makes New Zealand distinct in the way that it approaches social enterprise? Yes, I think the involvement of government um, and the interest that government holds for social enterprise. Uh, you know, New Zealand is a very accessible uh, country. We, you know, being relatively small and having, um, you know, a pretty simple uh, political structure, if you want to call it that, yeah. um, means that, you know, you, we can engage really well and deep with government, um, which is sometimes harder to do in, in larger countries. Mm. And I think that what we were able to see as a result of the World Forum is a conversation that's evolved with government around what's the opportunity for social enterprise. They're very interested in understanding how social enterprise can contribute to government's objectives and, and goals and the priority that they've set, certainly, um, you know, under this current government. And that's a great legacy for mm. us to continue, to be able to say, how can government, the social enterprise sector, the philanthropic sector and the charity sector all come together with the ultimate aim of creating a sustainable, prosperous, inclusive New Zealand. Mm. And we all hold some solutions to that. So it's about being able to have you know, conversations, it's about being able to share success stories and, and the barriers that might exist to future growth and work for, on, on solutions together. And that's been a real highlight for us over the last year, uh, forming the partnership with the New Zealand government. Yeah, oh, I'd absolutely love you to unpack that a little bit further, Louise. So, I mean, looking at social enterprise then from a policy perspective and the way that the current government is looking to support the sector, how do you believe that the government can move forward most appropriately to help foster and support an innovative social sector? What are they doing and, and where do you see that they can best go? So there's, there's lots of opportunities to do that. And I think when we look at it as far as, um, you know, what do we believe uh, as a sector we need? You know, there's, there's, probably, there's four big levers. Uh, yeah. First of all, we need you know, a voice and we need that voice to be uh, influential and heard. Uh, we need capability building that's right for social enterprises at whatever uh, part of their journey they're on. Uh, we need access to the right forms of capital that also come with capability building because there's not just any point in giving money. You also need to provide the support required to make the best of that money. Yeah. Uh, and also creation of marketplaces. And I think that throughout all of that is about what is impact and how do we as – how does the government, uh, and how does society value impact? And mm. one thing that is really exciting for us here in New Zealand is the commitment uh, of this current government to a new framework of understanding how New Zealand is performing, and that's called the Living Standards Framework. So that's not only looking at our success as a country through a financial lens. It's also taking in the different forms of capital that New Zealanders really care about. So how are we doing in our social uh, structures. How are we doing when it comes to the uh, response to climate change and other environmental issues? What are the things that we're really doing to build strong, prosperous communities? And I believe, and I think it's a really exciting time for social enterprises, that framework becomes our superpower. Mm. If we're able as social enterprises to link our impact 
through to those key measures that governments see as really important, we change the conversation. Yeah. We, we change the conversation from being what's our fiscal cost or our cost of of um, uh, you know whether it's capability building or you know or um, you know all of those things that we need to develop the sector, we actually create a positive contribution because we can report and value and measure the impact that we're delivering as a, as a sector, mm. and that also goes you know hand in hand with the charitable sector as well. So yeah. these are things that uh, we know will take time. They require you know a lot of capability build when it comes to organizations being able to talk about their impact in a way that's relevant to whoever they're having that conversation with. But the frameworks that are coming out of this government are very exciting for us to to see a link towards and really use as an umbrella, um, as well as so as the the sustainable development goal. So these are, you know, the it creates a a conversation like we've probably never been able to have before, which Mm. is really great. Absolutely. I mean, it's a really exciting time, it sounds, for New Zealand at the moment. So if you were to have all your dreams fulfilled for, you know, let's talk five years away, uh, perhaps even 10, what would the dream situation look like then regarding social enterprise in New Zealand? Um, Probably a little bit controversially, I'll say that it isn't just about social enterprise. Uh, We really want to redefine what enterprise means in New Zealand. Yep. Enterprise should entirely deliver positive social and environmental impact. In our view, the heart of that is a social enterprise model, is whereby that primary purpose of that organisation is the impact and they trade to deliver that impact. But across the spectrum, we really want to focus on how can we get impact being valued and measured right across the ecosystem. So that's right into uh, you know the charity sector, how can we enable the charity sector to really focus on their impact rather than what's at the moment being I mean, often quite a fiscal conversation yeah. is around how much tax is being you know saved yeah. and what's you know what's the contribution that government makes to the to the charitable sector. You know, let's talk about the impacts and, and make it a positive conversation. And also at the other extreme, the poor dividend business or traditional businesses, how can we get them to understand more about their the opportunities for them to develop positive contribution to the society or the environment? And that's enabling things like social procurement markets to open up. Mm. That's locking at investment maybe differently. It's looking at partnerships in a different way so that we get significant positive outcomes as well. So enterprise, I think, is the big opportunity. What's that redefinition? And if that's where we are in 10 years, is that the social enterprise model is seen as the way of doing business, then you know we, we are on our way, hopefully, to be able to solve some of our really big, wicked problems that we have here in New Zealand, but also internationally. Yeah, certainly. I certainly share that vision with you, Louise. So, I mean, having worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, particularly social entrepreneurs through the foundation, are there any ways that you commonly see these social entrepreneurs going wrong? Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, going wrong. I think, um, you know, what are, what are the big levers that maybe haven't existed that yeah. make it really hard for social enterprises mm. to be successful? I think, you know, the right type of capability uh, being available. You know, social enterprises need to not only know how to deliver significant impact, they also 
need to know how to do it in a sustainable, a financially sustainable way. Yep. So often they might be missing some of those, you know, you know, basics, uh, the, the business skills that might help them do that. So mm. how can we enable organizations who already do great things in supporting the growth of business expertise understand how to apply that in a social enterprise context? So that's, you know, that's a big opportunity. Yep. And on the other side around the impact is, you know, sometimes it's really hard to ask those questions on whether the impact that you're trying to achieve is actually the right thing to do. Hmm. So the opportunity is how do we equip people, whether they're in the entrepreneur space and have an idea or they're a scaling social enterprise or a community enterprise who is looking to do different things, of actually enabling them to ask the right questions to the right people. Um, often we see organisations ask for support and they've got great ideas and their intentions are so right, but they've never spoken to anyone who actually has the problem that they're trying to yeah. solve. Yeah. So how do we get social enterprises to understand the system in which they fit in? How do they understand who's doing work in the space? Um, you know, it might be in the charitable sector. It might be in the, um, in, in the more traditional business sense to actually come up with solutions that solve the actual root cause of the problem and deliver the impact as a result, rather than necessarily only focusing on the symptom. Mm. And those are hard things to figure out. It needs not just an entrepreneur or a social enterprise to ask those questions. It's actually people all coming together and contributing their ideas or their skills to be able to solve that. Because you know, a social enterprise is never going to solve on its own significant problems such as inequality or, or poverty or homelessness, etc. It's actually a collective uh, impact that we're really looking for. And that's a tough, you know, that, those are tough questions to ask yourself if you're a social enterprise. Most certainly. And you're very much in a, in a great position to be involved with, with many, many different uh, great enterprises on a daily basis, Louise. So what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently which you believe are creating some fantastic positive social change? Oh, gosh, that's put me in a tough position because I, I, I often don't like to um, point out one or two because there's <laughs> just so many. Um, no, we're, we're really, really lucky uh, in our partnership with government that um, within that partnership, we've also um, formed a really strong, really, really family connection with an organisation called the Community Enterprise Network Trust. And they represent community enterprise in New Zealand. And it is just phenomenal to see what's going on in some of our communities. Mm. A lot of their enterprises are, are focusing on the environmental impact that's required to, to focus on waste, to focus on environmental impact, um, to look at things like um, energy use and, and in, in energy poverty and things that, you know, in my very privileged world is I you know you just don't see on a day-to-day -day basis and it's really fantastic to see these organizations who have been around for you know 20 30 40 years in New Zealand yeah. and the significant change that they've been able to enable uh, for the communities in which they are you know are, are a, a significant part of and that's something that um, you know the more we can tell those stories about things that are happening you know in the you know, in the small communities in New Zealand that is, is right for that community and enabling the strength of that community to, to flourish, then those are the things that really inspire us. Um, and then you've got on the other, you know, the other extreme, you've got these extraordinary tech solutions that are coming up. And, you mm. know, I used 
the term blockchain and it's for me it's just two words kind of squashed together but <laughs> you know we've got some amazing tech ideas um coming not not only coming to life and coming to market but the primary purpose of them is to deliver social impact and that's completely new mm. if you think about the last 30 40 years of, of of in the tech industry um and that's really exciting and so you know you've got so, you know, really amazing things, and and it's just unleashing that possibility. I think, and you know, if we're if we're able to do that and do that really well and tell that impact story, it's just there's endless opportunities. Yeah, it's certainly an exciting time then. So to finish off, Louise, what books would you recommend to our listeners? Oh, I really struggled with this because I mean, I really love Twitter. I'm a I'm, I'm a bit of a, a tweet fan, and yeah. often what I do is I mean my my feed is all kind of social enterprise apart from a bit about Arsenal Football Club, but uh, <laughs> you know so I often get um, pointed to blogs or pointed to um, you know examples of great enterprises that inspire me. Um, but if I was really thinking about what would be a great book that I've kind of always had um, as some, as a go to, um, it's actually a book that was written in 1993, and that's really frightening for me because of I know what I was doing in 1993 and um, um, but it's a book called Maverick by Ricardo Semler and he's a Brazilian guy and um, I was I was living in Brazil when the book came out and it was really looking at um, how he structured one of la Brazil's largest enterprises and mm. how he did it in a way that was all about the people and all about you know, the contribution an organization can make. You know, it's not a social enterprise, but I think it's a really good book to reflect back, you know, sort of 20, gosh, what is it now, 25 years later, to think, you know, these are, these are not new ideas. These are, this is, you know, at the heart of any enterprise are people. And if you are, you know, somebody who really cares deeply about the people you surround yourself, the communities in which you work and, and the environment and the land in which you stand, then you can make really great decisions mm. um, that deliver impact. You know, they might some of them might be really complex, but a lot of them are really simple. It might be about how you delegate authority. It might be about how you reward performance. It might be about what you deem as the purpose of the organisation, and there's, you know, there's some really great books from the 80s, the 90s, and um, which were really challenging at that time because yeah. at the time, of course, it was all about profit. Mm. Um, but you know, businesses who stand now um, and will probably be still standing in 20, 30 years are those that have deep purpose. And I, it's not just something that the social enterprise sector can, can hold on to, but I think it's something that we could show other types of business models the importance of profit not only at an employee and a customer level, but also at a bottom line level mm. because it will be something that drive financial performance more than anything else uh, in the next you know, 50 years of our life. Um, and that's something that's really exciting for me and keeps me um, enthused and um, and focused on on growing the epitome of that, which is, is social enterprise. So, um, you know, it's a exciting time. But, you know, in summary, get on Twitter and go social enterprise and you'll be inspired every single minute um, by the great stories that are being shared uh, across the world of enterprises on a day-to-day -day basis. Wonderful. Well, look, I'll make sure to, to include a, a link through to your Twitter handle so that people can follow you and see all your insights, Louise. Yeah. 
But there's been some really, really nice uh, thoughts and experience shared today, Louise. So thanks so much for sharing them and for your generous uh, time. And we'll look forward to touching base with you again in the future. Great. Thanks so much, Tom. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, And I'll look forward to connecting on Twitter. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.